0: What's going on, everybody? This is Sean of Ross-like music. And this is The Super of the Show. I'm La Mali. This is Blue and Green Radio.
1: Party people, this is Mr. V of Confessions of a Curly Mind, broadcasting through Blue and Green Radio. You're
0: listening to Steve Williams at 5.org Welcome to the Blue and
2: Green Sessions.
0: Right, the vibe with DJ Ronnie Brown. Cosmic, Cosmic, Cosmic Radio.
2: Radio. Twisted Soul.
0: Futuristica Radio. You're listening to the Blue and Green podcast, and
1: I hope you enjoy what we are going to say.
0: Blueandgreenradio.com
1: Welcome, welcome, welcome friends. You're tuned in to another episode of the Blue and Green podcast. My name's Imran. Uh, thank you very much for tuning in. Always massively appreciate your time and your company. Uh, before we jump into today's extra special uh, ...episode. I just wanted to give a quick reminder as always... ...that the Blue and Green podcast runs in conjunction... ...with Blue in Green Radio, the online internet radio station... ...that broadcasts from London... ...and is incredibly fortunate enough to host shows... ...from across the whole wide world... ...from uh, Melbourne, Australia and Niigata, Japan... Uh, Denver, Colorado San Jose, California Paris, France as well as places in London and other parts of the UK so uh, we would love for you to check us out at blueingreenradio.com where you'll find uh, the full uh, backlist uh, episodes on um, and catalogue of our blue in green podcasts and you can find our 24 hours a day seven days a week radio stream and a whole host of reviews and interviews and such and such uh so today um i'm, I'm so blissfully excited uh to present uh, our episode today which sees me uh we in the amazing company of randa Kamis, um of randa and the soul kingdom fame we are talking we speak um about five days uh, before the release of the third full-length Random and the Soul Kingdom album And it's with great excitement that we're able to kind of spend some time with Rando and discuss um, Her incredible career uh, to date uh, debut record, Random and the Soul Kingdom on Freestyle Records in 2009 Swiftly followed up in 2011 with the uh, sophomore album release again on Freestyle With What You Need, two incredible 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 pieces of of contemporary funk and soul and I, I you know to be able to tell randa that i think is is always incred- is, is always a wonderful thing and i'm never i never look past that the fact that in these kind of episodes i get to tell people that i'm just in awe of um how much their talent kind of means to me and and, and people i know so our uh, music is uh it's so sincere it's so pure of heart uh i hope i'm not saying anything out of line when i say that i don't think rand has any idea of how good she she actually is uh and uh it's it it all comes from a wonderful wonderful place so uh it's um it's a really great conversation and i very much hope you'll you guys will enjoy it and a final quick thanks and uh hi hello and shout out to um our friend over at Music for Modern Living, Nigel Gentry, for facilitating this conversation today. So uh, thank you, uh, uh, guys, for checking out the episode. Once again, you can visit uh, Randa at uh, Randa and the Soul Kingdoms uh, Bandcamp page, and you can catch us again at BlueInGreenRadio.com. Uh, regular listeners will know we feature two songs per episode uh randa has the uh the opportunity to pick our closing numbers but i get the luxury of the opening one and uh this is a song we discussed uh from the new album i thought it'd be a great one to to include uh amongst the uh the setlist today so i'm going to pick 2048 uh it's a song as i've said we discussed it in the episode so um yeah she'll provide all the context for it that you will need uh, thank you and i hope you guys enjoy the show
0: here so you know I'm <laughs> I'm all loved up on sunshine <laughs> that's amazing
1: we're in our third storm in the UK oh, at the moment roofs are flying off houses oh my God. fences are blowing down but it's great that your weather's brilliant
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's what you get on the other side of the world that's crazy from one A little bit to the yeah. other
1: and you're so you're in Perth obviously and, and the weather's beautiful this time of year is that normal
0: Yes, yes. Uh, we get at least three to four months of just divine sunshine and just Amazing. beach weather. So I've been going to the beach as much as possible and just soaking up the sun and feeling, feeling like, yeah, a bit more healthy in lead up to our album launch. So that's I know what an exciting
1: time it must be.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Well, yeah. I guess
1: before we kind of. Jump into the new record. I was hoping to go back a little bit. Um Mm. I uh we've not met, however, I've actually seen you. Um uh what does I want to see if this date rings any bells for you? 7th of April 2010, uh in Cargo in London. You had a co-headline gig with Deep Street Soul. Yeah. Does that ring any bells? I was there, I was in the crowd, I had my tickets though. I was there. I have my ticket stub I have the flyer uh, oh of the God. event as well I always keep all my ticket stuff and but I was there so that was following the release of the first self-titled Random and the Soul Kingdom album and obviously I guess a year before the, the sophomore record came out but uh yeah I was there and uh, you I were walking that. around afterwards I nearly said hi but I thought no I should probably leave it and
2: oh, no, you I should have said hi and
1: said 12 years later we'll be talking <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just I love that story uh, yeah yeah uh,
1: <laughs> me and my but I remember the um I had just got both albums um I can't remember how I stumbled onto it, but uh, I, I think there was a, I don't know, a flyer or something and I picked up both records and I saw that you were both coming over for yeah. uh, the London's gig. And I thought, wow, brilliant. And yeah, me and, me and a buddy were there, had a great time. Deep Street Soul opened, uh, yeah. kind of the co-headline spot and then you came out and performed your set with with them as your backing, yeah. which I thought was super cool. Uh, do you have any memories of that gig or anything like that to our yeah. interest?
0: You know, I do. I do. Um, I remember, um, feeling like oh this is cool you know it seems like a good crowd and you know they're getting into it there's a lot of heads nodding and uh, and they were even dancing I thought this is good for for the British I mean (laughs) I I know like there is a certain like with us Australians we're just like we see a band we do not care we just let ourselves go (laughs) Can we, and if we bump into people on the way there as we're dancing it's like oh sorry mate you know nobody cares kind right. of thing but <laughs> i know in in um in the in england it's all a little bit everyone's a bit more polite perhaps a little bit more reserved and so i thought i was expecting that like no one's going to be dancing Um, right (laughs) there's probably just going to be people standing there with their arms folded and just kind of you know (laughs) looking and that's all to expect but I I was really really surprised I I was uh that's what I really remember from that brilliant um, from that gig just and it was a
1: Wednesday night as well so that must have been a good crowd wow you
2: remember (laughs) that
1: they Get better I mean, d- during the latter part of the week, Fridays and Saturdays. So, my Wednesday is still kind of early, and people are like, I have work tomorrow,
0: yeah, <laughs> so, school night. And they were still getting, you know, letting themselves go a bit, which, yeah, was really, really, um, really nice well, to see. Yeah,
1: yes, well, all credit to you guys, I guess, right. <laughs> but- how do you kind of look back at that that first record um, obviously the self titled random and the soul Kingdom record released like two thousand and nine I mean such a masterpiece of a record. How do you look back at it after all this time? You must be so proud of it
0: I am proud of it I, I, I have so many um... Really good. I mean, like people have said some really nice things about that first album and um, even um, someone the other day uh, who runs a a record shop um, in Northside Records in Melbourne um, said to me that it's become, you know, the vinyl has become a collector's item and the other day he sold it for something like $200. Wow. Dollars or something. I was like. You're kidding me because I sold all of my vinyl and I don't even have my own. <laughs> oh no. No, no one can come to me asking for anything. <laughs> um, oh no. So, yeah, I have really, I think that first album was um, a really huge collaboration. There were five uh, or six of us writing hmm. all together for that album. And so it really was quite a team input, you know, a teamwork for that one. And then um, I think that's partly what made it so special because um, we had, we used to just all get together every week and just jam basically. And then we'd record our uh, jams and then we'd make songs out of those jams you know <laughs> it just became like that really it was mm-hmm. an album all about that that sort of in the moment vibe and then when we gave it to Lance Ferguson he was able to you know put on his producer cap on and really sort of make those songs sound a little bit more <laughs> sophisticated I would say yeah. um, and so that was really great so it was a really good combination. Um, But after that first album, I found that, um, you know, life just gets in the way and everyone in the band just went their own separate ways. Um, Mm. People moved abroad, people moved over east, um, some people started having kids and, you know, it just got, um, you know, it was just a window of time for that one. And then, uh, and then the second album I, I collaborated, again, but not with the same people and only really with, you know, each song I would do mainly, you know, just with one other person. I like collaborating, yeah. Mm. So that's how the second album came about, yeah, just um, when I was uh, touring in London um, in 2010, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's when I started writing the second album um with some good people in london actually so yeah that was a nice connection the london connection huh
1: (laughs) yeah amazing i mean that as you said the the sort of the 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 original kind of lineup for the soul kingdom i mean what like you had such a dream team of of you know musicians on this and obviously with yourself so like yeah again that's probably um uh another reason that that's such a poignant mm. record to people as well.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm pretty happy with it as the first album, you know, the debut and and then uh it was a pretty strong album. Um but I think um it's interesting, like this third one I feel has had more time in the creative process, in the songwriting right. process. Um so it's a little bit more mature, I would say, in some right. ways. And I think it deals with more um, substantial topics. You know, the lyrics, Mm -hmm. I feel, lend themselves a little bit more deeply than the first album. The first album was purely about just having a good time.
1: (laughs) Right. It's a quintessential (laughs) funk record, isn't it? It is. is, Which is glorious.
0: It was purely designed for the dance floor. It was sure. just like, we just want people to dance and have a good time. <laughs> that's all this is about.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't know. I think that's, that's, in very many ways, that's sort of the essence of funk, but it's it's kind of, it's as a response to things as well, isn't it? It's like, yeah. it's that shake your worries away kind of thing, mm. which is a, a cathartic thing in of itself. So it's, um, yeah, so I, I, I kind of, yeah, I attribute a lot of, kind of like positivity from 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 that genre of music and obviously from from this record as well like I said it's a quintessential funk record and I think it it hits on those those levels which yeah I think those records are vital and massively important
0: yeah well uh, the way I look at it is um you know life's hard enough isn't it we've all got our stories we've all got our worries we've all got everything going on I mean just existing is just something in itself (laughs) to contend with (laughs) you know so um I always saw music as really good like respite from all of that like a really like your best friend like going and hanging out with your best friend sort of thing um it's always been the best form of escapism for me Mm. in that sense and I always felt like um you know, music just speaks to your soul in in a way and, and that it can transport you to another sort of, you know, reality. It's just fantastic. Mm. And I, I think the way that funk and soul can move you, to move your spirit, move your soul and, and just move your body and make you feel so good and, and yeah. there's that release that comes with it. It's amazing. It's really, um yeah, a therapeutic thing <laughs> in life. We're very lucky that we love music so much, you know.
1: Yeah. All right. How, 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 sort of following on from that, when did you kind of realize that this was something you wanted to, to kind of pursue as a career?
0: Well, I think, you know, I had this dream and this desire <laughs> from the time I was about, as young as I can remember, about four or five years of age. And, I mean, we had a lot of problems at home and so we had – a little, little lounge room and I was the youngest of four girls and my sisters were about 10 years older than me and so they were playing all this like funk and soul and just all this stuff that I just remember just feeling Transported into this other reality whenever I heard this music, and I just wanted to dance. I, th- I think I even learned how to count one, two, three, four just by <laughs> dancing <laughs> ah. to the <laughs> to the beats, you know. And um, I used to have this picture that you know, as when I was singing along with the songs at that young age, I just felt like this music understood me, and I felt very much welcome in this world and I don't know, I felt it was better than the, like a million times better than my own reality. And so I just became like, I've got to do this somehow. I had this vision at that young age that I was um, standing there on a stage with a band and just singing and dancing in front of thousands of people. And I guess that, that vision never sort of went. It just... It just remained. (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, and so I just kept at it. I guess all all the years, it never left. Yeah, so I guess it still remains.
1: That's so that's that's wonderful. That's so cool. That I mean, look how far it's managed to kind of take you into, say, three albums now, and you've performed around the world. You've, you know, you've 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 got vinyl for (laughs) two hundred (laughs) dollars. uh it's it's amazing that when you can kind of I don't know I always those things are, are I think very special so to be able to cling to those kind of early memories and into sort of I think looking back is always really important to be able to say hey I've regardless of anything to say those moments of I've done pretty well like I've I've done it you know that's pretty cool right
0: oh that's really really nice to hear you know because <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you know as a as a Performer as a songwriter, you know, you 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 have a lot of um, trials and tribulations yeah. along the way, and um, you know, I, I would say that a lot of artists, you know, go through a lot of blood, sweat, and tears <laughs> to get their music um, written, recorded, and released. It's it's definitely a journey, um, mm-hmm. especially um, you know, sometimes you know. I've, I've been mainly, even though I've been released on a, a label, I'm still all this time being a self-managed artist. So yes. that's been, um, you know, quite difficult, I would have to say. But um, regardless of that, I mean, you know, we just keep, you know, going forward <laughs> even yeah. though there might be some adversity sometimes, you know. But that's yeah. fine. That's life, you know. We just keep moving on.
1: Yeah yeah you're absolutely right i guess it always the the bar has to always raise and there's always got to be a target ahead but i guess you know like you said it's just sort of that those rare moments that you you should afford yourself of just sort of looking back and thinking yeah that's that's pretty good (laughs) you know i did well so uh so yeah but you know like you said i mean you being in a sort of an independent artist i mean in this this sort of digital streaming spotify era how do you how do you navigate that is that a a challenge you you embrace or are you like you are you sort of of the mindset which i would obviously understand where you're like i just want to make the music and someone else (laughs) deal with with that with kind of letting people know it's there you know but you're kind of having to wear that hat a lot as well i mean how do you navigate that role
0: yeah it's it's definitely comes with its um its own problems because you know the amount of work that you can do promoting an album is just like it's a bottomless pit <laughs> you know yeah. you can never fill that one up and it definitely takes a team a tribe in fact yeah um so you know doing that on my on my own is is very difficult i am um lucky that um my bass player and music director um and partner is is also um, helping with a lot of things to do with that as well. So, luckily, with his um, tech savviness, <laughs> together right. we're just able to do this together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, but it's it's definitely um, yeah, poses some challenges at times. But you know, we work through it all. Yeah, I mean we're here now, aren't we? <laughs> <So>. Right. <laughs> yeah.
1: I suppose it's a challenge people either welcome or it's sort of that. It's yeah, it's difficult, isn't it, to kind of have to wear both hats and to to consider things from both sides, isn't it?
0: Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think that's the thing every artist would say is that all they want to do is is write and and perform. Uh, you know (laughs) and that's the ideal world um but you know reality is reality you've got to you've got to put in a lot of yards of um admin and and um you know working out the rest as well um yeah for management and and uh releasing stuff yourself so the first two albums were um it was a little bit easier because Freestyle Records were doing that for us. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, we only sound, uh, signed a two-album contract mm-hmm. and then I just sort of had a quite a, a bit of a break. Um, so it was just pretty clear that, you know, that time was over <laughs> with, with Freestyle and that we would release the next one, you know, on our own. Basically, right. yeah, which is fine. It's fine. Yeah. I mean, in these times, especially because you can just do it yourself um, yes. more easily than you could 10 years ago, say. Mm. Um, I guess it kind of makes sense in some ways. Yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. all how,
1: good. How did you initially hook up with Freestyle Out of Interest?
0: Ah, that's a funny story. Um, so. A while back, um, I went to London uh, as a, just as a session musician actually and I, and I um, somehow met uh, Speedometer, that's right, right, and I started performing with them and we used to perform at the Jazz Cafe. And so Adrian Gibson used to book the Jazz Cafe back then. Right. And – and, and um, of course, so he's, he, you know, I met him, he saw us perform and, you know, we we were friends. And then I went back to Australia and uh, that's when, you know, I had these songs with, you know, the band. And um, I just thought out of the blue, oh, I'll just send him these songs and see what he thinks because I'd like some feedback on how it's how they're sounding and whether the you know he thinks there's any potential there for um, for them to be good songs like whether DJs would like them. I right. I, I w- just wanted to see like is this is this going to work for the dance floor? Do you think? Because <laughs> you know he used to DJ. I can't a believe DJ that was even a question. Pardon?
1: Well. <laughs> I, I can't believe can't... that was even a question. Have you heard him? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs>
0: And I just, I guess I just thought of Adrian because I thought, well, really being a, a DJ in London, he knows exactly what works sure. for the dance floor. Hmm. And um, and I thought maybe he might even be able to give it to some DJs or something and see what they think as well, like Snowboy or whatever. Um, and anyway, he just wrote back and said, hey, I've started my own record label, Freestyle Records, and I love these songs. Do you want to? Do you want a contract? I was like, "What? <laughs> what? <laughs> you what? What are you offering? What do you mean?" <laughs> and uh, that was it. Really, from there, it just it just fell into place. I couldn't quite, yeah, I couldn't quite believe it. That's um, amazing. Yeah, so it just sort of worked out. So yeah, I'm happy about that. That's a that's a you know a nice nice story to have yeah. along the way. <laughs> amazing on this journey <laughs>
1: oh, that's super cool yeah i couldn't have gone any better i guess <laughs> Uh so you were you yes you performed with speedometer i guess there's um I kind of i was I, I was aware of some stuff you had done before randa uh and the soul kingdom beg your pardon um mm-hmm. but so i've got some stuff from sound lab and kenobi um and and speedometer i mean and I mean, like what what were those kind of early kind of collaborations like were you kind of comfortable with how you know were you doing stuff that you wanted to do, or is it a case of them saying, you know this is what we'd like, and you say, "Sure, you know you're kind of compromising what you wanted to do in relation to what the 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 task was, so to speak
0: Hmm. well with <clears throat> with Kenobi um their music was much more sort of like um y in mm. many ways yeah. and so i I just sort of wanted to uh Give something that would just add to that, but also uh, find a way to make that accessible as well. Um, so I came up with just, you know, some lyrics and vocals to go over that to. You know, bring an angle, an edge to the song in some ways. Uh, so there was only one song that we did, but that's what led me to London uh, in the first place as a as a session uh, singer because right. I um, I got this call from um, Julius uh, Waters from Kenobi and he mm-hmm. said, "Oh, look, you know that song that you did with us. Um, we're now signed to Zomba Records." Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the, the label are really interested in this song that you've done with us and they want to release it as a single. And, but they want you to come over and record it here in the studios here with our producer. Right. Um, and, you know, if that goes well, why don't we just do the rest of the album together, of our album together? And I was, I was like, so you, you want me to leave Australia and come to London? And I was just like, no, I can't do that. <laughs> oh, no. I've got no money for that. I'm just as you know, I'm just a singer. There's no money for that. And so I said no. And um I had all also just moved to Sydney to start, you know, to start my music, hoping my music career would um, you know, fall into place a little bit more easily in Sydney. And I had my car there and um, suddenly this, like, hailstorm happened, a mega, mega hailstorm, and my car was a complete write-off. So the insurance company said, oh, okay, we're going to pay you out $6,500, and all of a sudden I I just had this money. And (laughs) so I rang Julius. I was like, you're not going to believe this, but I've suddenly got the money. And I guess I feel like it's the universe saying, "You didn't have some money. Here's some money. Go and take it, and go and do your thing." Oh
1: my gosh!
0: So next thing I know, I'm I'm just I've got a ticket to London, and I'm there, <laughs> and we're we're recording the song, in um, I think it was called Battery Studios, right? Uh, back then, and uh, yeah, that's where it all sort of started. If I hadn't done that, I wouldn't have met Speedometer as well, and. Yeah, so I guess it it put me, you know, on the path that I needed to be on. Yeah.
1: I think that's the best anecdote we've ever had on this. That's amazing. What? No. That, <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh.
0: Really? That's amazing.
1: <laughs> and everything stemmed from that, the, the freestyle connection and everything, right?
0: Oh, uh, yeah. I guess you could pinpoint it. Yeah, you can. You can kind of. Maybe oh sometimes I don't I don't um, think about it too much. But yeah, and I mean, with you pointing it out, I guess you know, had that thing not, you know, if that hailstorm <laughs> didn't happen, if the clouds hadn't thrown those hailstorms on my on my car, <laughs> <laughs> I guess I might not have <laughs> ended up in London. And and uh, yeah, maybe maybe who knows? Maybe these songs from uh the albums would never have made it out That's there amazing. i don't know it's it's an interesting um an interesting question isn't it yeah
2: yeah
1: wouldn't it be funny if there was no storm and it was just the kenobi guys really angry and vandalizing your car <laughs> and it got <laughs> <laughs> and it got attributed to a storm <laughs> <laughs>
0: You said you're not coming over. Here's what we're gonna give you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's
2: that's an amazing
1: story. That's really great. Wow. Oh,
2: oh, wow. I and
1: okay. It. So let's so we started with that. And now let's go to the moment it's led you to at this point. Uh all oh, these years later. It's incredible. Uh we have the release of of Put Your Hands Up. Um mm. your third record as Random and the Soul Kingdom. Um we're talking about f- five days i think four or five days just before the album is sort mm. of officially kind of unveiled and you've said it's been you know uh, kind of in um in I suppose, some limbo for the last couple of years mm. what is what is this part of the process like are you excited for people to hear it are you nervous for people to hear it what are your where are you at at the moment
0: i'm really looking forward to uh, people hearing it, that's for sure, and I'm, I'm looking forward to hear uh, their responses and whether, you know, it makes them dance or whether there's they feel there's some variety there um, or whether they like the lyrics and, um, you know, maybe whether it speaks to them on some level or... Um, you know some songs help you through you know get you through something i love those sort of stories mm. and um yeah so i just i'm always curious to just hear um you know has is it is it helping anyone along the way you know mm. like even if it helps you to just have a dance one night or <laughs> something or or you put on one of the songs and yeah i've written one ballad on there about um you know how hard it can be to find the right man. person in your in your life, mm. um, and so I, I wrote a I wrote a song like that. I mean, someone might want to put that on and feel and feel that it speaks to them at that time with whatever they're going through. Yeah, and um, I think for me that is always one of the most um, beautiful things about creating these songs that can help people. Along the way in their lives, in their in their journey, and perhaps with whatever they're going through at the time, um, whether that be they just want to go out and have a good time and and just get some respite, <laughs> um, you know, or whether or whether you know they're going through something and this speaks to them. Yeah, so I I'd like to hear, you know, I hope one day I'll meet some people who hear it and and i can hear some stories mm. that that's the best thing for me that's when i go wow that makes it all the more worthwhile mm.
1: that's amazing it's and it's funny you said the the find a good man song cause that's one of my favorites from the album it's uh and it does you're right it stands out as sort of the, the lone ballad uh mm. amongst the the kind of set list i mean is that because you're still um kind of you look at music as that kind of you're still aiming at targeting dance floors or do you is there something about sort of more ballady style uh singles or or songs that you you know you I don't know you don't gravitate towards or anything like that or you just want them each time you do it you want it to matter
0: yeah i think on this album i really wanted each song to matter yeah and so each song i felt like i just didn't want every song to sound similar to the last song and i felt yeah. that the first album as as much as i really like it um I felt there was a little bit of that going on. Um it was all pure dance floor <laughs> and right. you know there was the same kind of feel, um a very positive feel uh in in each song. Um but this one I felt that, you know, I, I wanted it to reflect more variety. I wanted um, you know, you know, like there's a song uh, 2048 about yeah. Yeah, the environment and oceans and the problems there, you know, and and that, um, you know, by the year 2048, they're predicting, um, you know, I've heard podcasts of scientists talking about, you know, if we keep going the way that we're going with climate change and fishing and pollution and everything that's going on in the oceans and, um, you know, all our reefs dying and things like that, Um you know there's basically going to be no fish left in the ocean by the Mm. year 2048 and so I was like okay I think we need a song about this (laughs) I think that's (laughs) worthy of a song Um, and then there's always that that thing of trying to like how do you make a song that has got some you know you still want to You might be able to dance to it or you might be able to groove a bit to it, but you can still sit down and listen to it and and hear the lyrics and um, think about stuff, you know. So there's songs on the album, like Put Your Hands Up is more for the dance floor. It's more like, hey, let's just get into it. Let's just um, leave our worries behind and, and express ourselves and be free in that moment and then there's other songs that are a bit more okay well now this one's a bit more yeah you can still groove to it for sure but um this one is is more about the lyrics in this song and you know something to think about a little bit more yeah
1: and it's a great song as well so yeah it's uh as you said the message behind it is um well striking in its own way isn't it so yeah it's a, yeah. It's a great song to have done um yeah. it, uh, in terms of following on from what you said about each song sounding different uh nothing uh on the album sounds like your opening single of gonna get love um yeah. which kicks the uh <laughs> the, the whole thing off and <laughs> like that's a brilliant a brilliant kind of complete reinvention uh <laughs> of of you know music attributed to say random and the soul kingdom i mean it's almost psychedelic <laughs> uh, the latter half of the the tune i mean it's a wonderful song um uh, how how does a song like that come to, to to come to be is it something that you go into it saying i want to i really want to do things completely different or it's just something that took its own its own life on on as recording went on
0: yeah um i guess i was just like wanting to really just go with my uh, gut instinct and what I really like in in um, from different influ- influences of music as well um, because I feel like I would say this album uh, lends itself to R&B, you know, funk and soul, but I wanted it to have some edge to it you know, um, so I didn't want it just to be pure, just that, and that's all it was. I kind of wanted to show also the different types of music that I like as well, and I wanted that to sort of influence the songs on the album, not to take it completely, completely away to another side, another the other spectrum, but, um, the other side of the, you know, funk and soul, you can still feel the groove in there. And I think that's what I was trying to get out. Like as long as I can feel the groove in the song and that there's some rawness, you know, because that's what I still wanted in the album is to capture that raw sort of groove and, uh, you know, uh, sometimes the style of singing, my singing can sometimes be a bit more raw and uh, raw nasty or however some people describe it um, a bit more primal so I really as long as it kind of captured that in the album I was really open to however that may come to be you know in in Mm. each song so I really lent I just opened myself up to that really and I I just that's why I wanted each song to be like like I wanted the album to be full of singles in themselves you know not just like you know we're just here's two singles on the album the rest are fitless Mm. (laughs) um so yeah that's kind of what I wanted so that's why I wanted the Uh, variety and also I was um, thinking about like these days you know it's not just about the album it's about the individual songs Um, because not everyone hears your entire album anymore you know the way that um, you know the digital um, world is now it's just like yeah you you might get a couple of songs on Spotify that people listen to but they might not you know, there's a very good chance they won't listen to the entire album. Um I mean obviously you get people who just love the love your music and they do and great we just want that of course but um in reality it doesn't always turn out like that. So I guess I wanted um I wanted each song to just be um have its own, you know uh, ability to uh, appeal to people on that sort of what I was talking about—that sort of raw level. That you know, as long as it still grooves, um, and it sort of still fits into funk and soul <laughs> in a broad sense, then right. I'm happy with that. <laughs> that's a that's, that's a really kind of interesting
1: point i guess it touches back on what we were talking about earlier about you know navigating your kind of music in this kind of era i mean i've i've been reading a a strange amount uh from from say uh, independent artists and even smaller independent labels who basically have reached the conclusion that a full-length album is no longer a viable thing Mm. And it's just they sort of there's conscious decisions by by artists as well as labels to just focus on singles. I mean,
2: mm.
1: how d- does that is that something where you look at it and think, yep, that might be you know singles or EPs. I mean, this is a full length as as you say, but is 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 that something that you'll you you would consider or feel that you have to kind of compensate for, or do you think no? Nope, I'm 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 old school in that mindset, and a full length album is 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 really the only way to do this.
0: Mm, a good question. I I feel like you know you have to as an artist if you want to still be um like you you just have to adapt to the times and the age, and you know we just live in this different. It's a different world to when I released the first album in yeah. 2009, right? It's such yeah. a different world. Um so that's that definitely influenced um the songwriting and the album and why uh the songs um you know the album just doesn't sound like you know one song sounds very similar to the last song that you just heard. Right. Um yeah and we and you know we have released four singles already from this album um, in the meantime. So, yeah, it's exactly what you were saying about it being more about the singles. Um, But at the same time, I mean, I'd written, you know, these songs were all there for the album so I wasn't just going to be like, I'm just going to release some singles and a little EP. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I wanted to make sure that... um, everyone gets like at least 11 sure. songs. And in fact, we've put some bonus bonus tracks on there as well um, that are like the instrumental versions of a couple of the singles. Brilliant. Uh, just so that people can get something extra. Yeah. 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 So that's awesome. that. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: With, with the new album, you also uh, in support of it. There are two videos which are available on your Bandcamp page. One is for the single Is This I, the other one is for Put Your Hands Up. Um, uh, both great videos, so much fun. Uh, the, the Put Your Hands Up one is re- really fun, really brilliantly put together. Mm. The Is This I video is really something else. I mean, <laughs> how how is that put together? Well, I guess, firstly, do you enjoy videos? Do you enjoy putting you know, putting yourself out there in that aspect, uh, do you enjoy the creative process behind making a video in general?
0: Um, To tell you the truth, I hate seeing myself on camera. I I I knew you'd say that. Yeah, (laughs) I just hate it. I hate it. So I often um, don't look at the videos that much. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I basically just, with the the video that was for Is This I, We basically, I just, uh, there was this um, kind of competition in um, Perth where they were saying, uh, this company said, we uh, are wanting to put um, this thing called the blind date where you give us your music and we set you up with a production company. And if the production company, uh, video company decides to choose your song, they'll make it for you for free. And I thought, oh, okay, great. This is really nice. This helps a self-managed artists a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we got chosen and basically I just said, look, you know, here's what the song is about, whatever, you know, it's up to you. You know, I'm not, you know, I'm not paying you for this. So, you know, just do what you want really in that sense. Have uh, creative licence. And so that's that's what uh, she came up with, and and I, you know the funny thing is, it, then it went, um, you know, then all the videos from this um, blind date um, uh, thing event uh, went into a, what was called the Revelation Film Festival, and uh, they showed the videos um as part of the festival and uh the people who ran revelation film festival chose would choose as a one video music video clip that would win uh out of all the music videos that were uh made and our one won it won so (laughs) so (laughs) <laughs> so I was like really I mean that's that's very nice that's a, that's a wonderful <laughs> thing I can't complain about that
1: <laughs> that's amazing it's such a great video it really is it's so much fun and did they so how was your involvement they asked they they collaborated with you because you're obviously performing in it so how, how does that work they they work together or you just sent them stuff or
0: yeah, so they already had the song, and then I guess um, we sort of they emailed me, and 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 then we spoke on the phone. The director phoned me and and said what she was thinking. Amy Ruth Gibbs is her name, mm-hmm. and uh, she said, you know, this is what I have in mind. Um, here's the locations, and um, you know, would you be available these dates and these times? And <laughs> she story uh mapped it out with a storyboard and and really you know i wasn't um i wasn't some sort of you know control freak about it at all i just i was just like you know look i'm just really grateful to even have had this opportunity for you to make a video clip so i would just love you to do what you want to do and that's fine with me so i just trusted I just trusted in the flow of things. I was like, we were pretty lucky just to that. You even picked us in the first place out of all the other entrants. Uh, it's but that universe little... again, Randa. Pardon?
1: It's that universe again. Yeah, that's, <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I they're a bigger uh, Randa and the Soul Kingdom fan than I am. Oh my gosh. <laughs> 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 Amazing.
2: <laughs> yeah. But, so
1: Here's my here's the question which I you probably won't like. I'm sorry to ask it, but yeah. why do you not like uh I guess seeing yourself in videos or anything like that? Because I've it's funny because I, I had noticed from the first album, you don't appear on the cover. <laughs> and when you open the inlay card, it's basically shots of, of you and the band, <laughs> but there's only one shot of you and your hand is across your face. <laughs> so like and yeah, what what is what is like what is that? Why why do you not uh, like that part of it? If I may yeah, ask,
0: I don't know. I guess there's a part of me that always felt, um, you know, I just want to be. I guess I just want to be known for the music and the songwriting and the singing and the you know that side of things. And I guess I just um, have always had this thing of about can't like I can't stand vanity. <laughs> Right. <laughs> I've always been really, uh, like a. I don't know what it is. Yeah, uh, and um, so I just, I don't know. It's just that thing of like, I, um, <laughs> I just hate. I hate just looking at. Yeah. If 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 it's an image like more of a cartoon image or something that's not, um, you know, really really typically me. Uh, then it feels better. I feel a bit more removed from, <laughs> from right. it. But it's just too, it's too, uh, I don't know what the word is for it. <laughs> but I still, I'm just like I'd rather just be the person um, sort of behind it. You know, like even I just love performing, you know, mm. and half the time I, I I've said this to so many people, like I don't even realise anyone's even looking. I honestly don't. I don't feel like anyone's looking at me <laughs> because I'm just like all I want to do is just perform. I don't want to be here to be like on on some sort of display. I just want to do this thing that I love,
2: mm.
0: you know, and I just want to connect with everyone in the room and for everyone to feel the music that's that's my job like it's kind of like i just want to be a conduit for something greater to happen you know do yeah. you know what i mean so that's why there's yeah. this thing about i don't really it's not really about you know the physical and all of that i just yeah
1: i saw this interview with um actor uh andrew garfield recently and he thought so he was asked about the, the notion of say celebrity and fame and he you know he quite famously rejects it and runs mm-hmm. from it and he had talked about that the spotlight shouldn't be on the actor it should be on the story and mm-hmm. he says that's that's what's always has to be prevalent and well paramount uh, to the to the process but it's when it becomes about say the person that's that's when you know filmmaking and things like that kind of loses its its appeal or loses its way uh but he said the story uh is always what's the star of of the process is and you're clearly of the same mindset where the music yeah. is is kind of what what that should be
0: yeah absolutely absolutely mm-hmm. i couldn't agree more and um you know i i would hope that you know that's what people feel as well when they you know when they come to one of our live concerts or or they they hear our music that <clears throat> that's they're just getting that message and they 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 um they're communicating with the music, you know that's what it's all about definitely.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah, I mean, you know, look, maybe if I looked like Beyonce or something, <laughs> 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 maybe I might feel <laughs> different. I, or something, I don't know I don't what like. you
1: think you look like, but uh, there, <laughs> like. <laughs>
0: You know, I'm very
2: confused.
0: If I was an Amazonian, you know, goddess, <laughs> then maybe, maybe that's something different. But I, I'm just, okay. I'm just I, little you, me. You,
1: I think you need that to look at more pictures. <laughs> if if you're thinking you're at, at some other end of the scale, but anyway, I'm sorry, I don't mean to be inappropriate at all. Uh, but like, oh my gosh, well, okay,
2: uh, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> that's
1: um, funny. Uh, I, I've taken up so much of your evening um i obviously it's evening time it's the end of the day for you so uh thank you so much this has been a real big deal for me so um, i've really enjoyed kind of having uh uh your time today to kind of discuss you know everything you know all these amazing uh, achievements over the last uh, 10 11 12 years so i as i said i uh, while obviously all your attention has to be on the new record and what's next i do hope you'll take those moments to kind of just reflect give afford yourself those just rare moments of you know uh, the, the the gift of saying i've i've done very well <laughs> and i should be incredibly <laughs> proud uh, of everything up to this point yeah. and I, I i genuinely mean that and i, I hope you'll, you'll you'll do that but um i'm thrilled for the new record i think it's a brilliant brilliant piece of work well oh, worth the yeah. wait and i'm happy that it's finally seeing uh the light of day so congratulations on everything
0: Oh, that's so beautiful to hear you say that. I'm, oh, you're I'm very kind. so um, grateful and um, oh, I've loved talking to you. That's as well. very
1: kind. Thank you so <laughs> much.
0: <laughs> oh,
1: thank you yeah. so much. Um, yeah. We mentioned about uh, a closing song uh, something for you to pick something from the new album or something from your past releases or just something that's of particular significance. Uh, is there anything that you you thought of to send everyone home happy with?
0: Yeah. Um I was like, do I go really happy or do I go <laughs> do I go more like meaningful and you know and I'm, I'm kinda torn. I'm kinda torn. Okay. I'm intrigued. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So on like, you know, on one level I wanted to go with um either find a good man or how am I gonna do that from the album. Right. And then on another level, (laughs) on another level, I wanted to go with going to get love um, because I like how raw it is or is this I. So (laughs) so (laughs) what I thought I'd do is let you choose in the end because I just thought, look, my options are just so much.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
1: If you're happy to, so this is, um, if I remember correctly, this is episode 106 of these these podcasts, and we have never ended on two songs. Should we do that? Should we end on two songs? (laughs) (laughs) I can't pick. I would never pick.
0: (laughs) We could. (laughs) We could end on two songs. We could end on one happy and one more like – it's a bit more, you know, the the lyrics are a bit, you know, deeper,
1: perhaps. Right. Perfect. Yeah. So we're going to go with "Gonna Get Love" and then "Find a Good Man." Is that right?
0: Yeah. Why don't we do that? Why don't we do that? <laughs> the ballad and the, you know, the, yeah. Then we've got, you know, two two um, ends of the spectrum there.
1: <laughs>
2: Wonderful. <laughs>